Hi everyone, welcome to Theology New Season. I will call this Season 2. Uh, it's a very exciting time, I think. Um, I've been away for a while because uh, it was New Year's, lots of holidays, both Ethiopian holidays and uh, white holidays like Christmas and New Year. I wanted to take time to think about and modify and work on like different projects that I was thinking uh, that I could achieve in 2021. Uh, 2020 ended uh, with lots of news all over the world. I will maybe start by talking a little about Ethiopia because my last episode ended with the Ethiopian, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call it war, but I think they call it Hegemaskaper, um, which is, uh, uh, yeah, getting things together, sort of, because the fringe party from TPLF went to the North Tigray and started to fight with the Ethiopian uh, military. Uh, the fight didn't end so well for them, uh, as I expected. Uh, it just felt like people just went to the North without having quite uh, a clear plan which I find very irritating because when you go to war, even if it's just one bullet, it just kills people. And if you're killing, the least you can do is like have a reason for that, you know, and having to go with a military that you told that um, they are going to protect you, but you don't set forth a clear mission for them. It's just a mess and people are dead. A lot of people from uh, the soldiers are dead, but also um, humans and, you know, women and children are in like they have been in trouble and they've been killed. And sometimes we've seen like uh, uh, certain ethnic groups being killed, uh, like the Amhara, uh, which I find very irritating. Um because the whole system of APRDF uh, was um, based on ethnic federalism and they chose one um, ethnic group in Ethiopia without historical reference or without factual, uh, factual anything that they just told 27 years that Amhara was the enemy of other nation and nationalities. And if history is being written by um, the victor, it's never true. I always feel like it's doing a disservice for human being when someone uses ethnicity, gender, or class to, um, to sustain their chair. And whoever follows that popular way of ruling, uh, which only benefits the few, uh, one, it never lasts because it's based on nothing, but it just creates an ideological gap, which is based on unrealistic facts. But yet, if you have never 
known anything else and you're in a bubble and that bubble is just created by the few elites i don't want to use the word elite because it gives people so much power because elites yeah there's nothing special about these people they were fighting they call them freedom fighters and they were fighting for the people but at the end of the day it turns out that it wasn't people centric it was just power centric and they moved their policies and they write them as it fitted them and that was a problem for years and years for 27 years so basically uh, they were asked to two years ago to let go of the power and just to live as a regular person and whoever has actually killed people uh, tortured or embezzled from the people will be asked uh, but yeah the rule of law but they were not happy to let go of their power so they went to the north uh, with a few fringe uh, politicians and so they just yeah it was just extending their power for a day or two uh, at the end of the day most of the tplf leaders now are some of them are uh, imprisoned and some of them are killed and some are still hiding but i mean it's a matter of day before everyone uh, this whole uh, mess is cleared up the problem now lies in the rebuilding of our government and that still needs uh, a clear policy and a clear understanding of what direction to take Ethiopia and its politics to. Uh, my father says uh, he likes our prime minister because he bases his thoughts and uh, ideology is not um wait wait okay for me for me it's not that much of a difference because tplf uh, had a french group and this french now they call themselves the prosperity party and they just started a new uh formation uh, to say uh and they just were going forward with the plans that were there only now they don't use words like ethnic federalism but not on paper because the constitution is still there um, different infrastructures of the government is still there um, and many people are also there even though some new additions uh, to the parliament and to leadership has changed but at the end of the day um, most places and most everything still remains and I understand that changing of power doesn't come immediately and it takes uh, years to work and to reclaim your space and that uh, it's that sort of mess that was created for 27 years. And so we have to wait and see how the country will progress. I think I'm, well, I have to be hopeful because there is no, there's no reason not to be really, but to, we have to stay hopeful because that's 
what we have as a human being is to see the brightness in every change and when it doesn't then we start asking different questions or probably the same questions if our questions haven't been addressed uh, in a proper manner and yeah this is a new uh, new day i think uh so we have to see how it goes we have to remain hopeful because we are promised a new way and because we are told that the old cards are gone and their ideology was rubbish uh, we've seen a lot of reports coming out um, how they stole and how they killed how they raped and how yeah my my only uh, my only problem with the whole seeing this uh, newses that are coming out of Ethiopia people being imprisoned is that the prison system is still there like black sites are still there as far as we can tell and they're just having a new occupants and i do believe in people paying for their mistakes because that's how we um maintain law and order I would like it if someone breaks the circle so we can see people hiring a proper lawyer uh having a proper judge that's not uh intrinsically forced by the lawmakers and the government like as one part of the government I would like to see an independent judiciary where they will see case by case uh the crimes of people and um yeah give them the punishment according to their crimes and i think prisons should be places for correction not places to hide people and to torture people but just uh, yeah like a clear uh, you have uh, embezzled embezzlement is 3 years or 5 years or payback or frozen their assets and things like that because if this government doesn't stop what the other gov- government did when they come to power they took all the uh, derg leaders put them in prison and some of them were not they were not deserving because if you're a part of a ruling i mean yeah now it's um, it's kind of it is what it is but i would like to, i just want this to stop because if we stop now the next election would be fair people would not be scared to go to prison after they serve the country because whether we like it or not even though we know they have done so much wrong and i'm the most engraved engraved by what happened for the past uh 27 years I've faced a lot of issues with this government. Uh their policies were hurtful for people like me uh and the country. I mean, it still is if you're a gay person or a disabled person, a minority, the cultural uh, and economical uh policies haven't changed and I don't think uh, people are working towards that. Yes, we see and we hear like talks about other issues but not for the the enfranchised people but uh, i had this talk with this guy uh, who works in one of the prominent uh, television stations in uh, Ethiopia 
uh, I asked them how come gay rights or disability rights or women's rights are not in full front of their reportings when they're talking about human rights. And he was a bit sort of upset, but also uh, trying to be respectful to my questions. Uh, and he says, Theo, it's not the time. And he would prefer it if I didn't uh, involve myself in these issues because I would lose uh, any uh, support that I would get from the people and that people are not ready to hear uh, human rights, but in the in the eye of a gay people or, you know, like, it's just a sad thing to see. Like, every everyone that I've spoken with for the past few years have always told me that I should not raise the question of equality. I should just say equality in terms of human rights, but not redefining human, really. And it always made me feel sad because the future was in this people's hands, you know, these politicians who are then uh, being imprisoned or uh, had migrated to countries like the Netherlands, for example. And these people have experienced the so-called so the Western way of life and uh, the media and they had exposure and yet they do not want the redef redefining uh, of humans in Ethiopia and in Africa. And whenever you ask them, but when will that be? And they don't have a definitive answer as to when people can start asking questions for, let's say, reproductive health for women with disability. Now we try to speak about it because we have this sort of small feminist movement, which is um, usually seen as an insult, but if you ask them to include people's women with disability and sexuality, which is one of the most important thing for me, and as a disabled person and as a disabled woman, I under I want um, sex and sex education and health to be a full front and the first question because it's basic and everyone gets. Um, to experience those things. And I don't want women with disability to be defined as asexual, which uh, then uh, leaves them open to be victims of sexual uh, harassment and rape and all sorts of uh, uh, inhuman indignity. Uh, but if we don't start speaking to, to people, to lawmakers and to... Um, people who have power to talk about it and to start treating this issue as a problem, how are we supposed to fix it? And if people are telling you that it's not the time, I don't know uh, who determines uh, a time for any question. So it's a, it's a bit, yeah, it's happy to see a change, but I, as long as we don't see the right kind of change for everyone, there is no change in my view. Anyway, so I would like for the this government to stop the circle. I would like for them to arrest people, but not to torture them. I want them to have a, a proper legal representation. And I don't want to see them like all miserable, like skinny and, you know, inhuman. 
So then for the next time when there's this uh, um, changing of power, I want this government, the, the now government to say, yeah, I've ruled, I've done my best, eight years or four years or whatever, now I have to go. So then there's a peaceful transfer of power and that person continues to be uh, uh, a regular person, uh, becomes a teacher, writes a book, or becomes a, a pundit, a political pundit. And in that way, we as a people would have more involvement in politics, people who are educated or people who are, um, yeah, it, as politics is their passion, they become more open the idea of becoming uh, a politician which then helps the country have more leadership that are equipped rather than that are chosen or born into it and so yeah that's the sort of the news uh, from ethiopian side uh, lots of lots of uh, leaders from APL, tplf have been arrested and some of them are killed and I and uh, the other thing is like, as much as they've done worse, I would like for their the dead ones uh, to have their eulogy properly told. And of course, if they are insurrectionist or uh, have done bad things, that has to be also told because people who believed or believe in their views and think are the this God. Uh, reincarnated to hear what they've done but i would like for people to be respectful for the dead and to tell what they've done good as well and what they have done bad if they have kids then you know this person has been doing this but has children and grandchildren and so on so we can be respectful to a human being regardless of how they died. It's the news coming out of Ethiopia um, this month. Uh, we have also celebrated an Ethiopian uh, Ghana, Ethiopian Christmas, which is different from uh, the White Christmas. It's one of my favorite, I think. Um, I don't know why it's I don't know, it's a bit special uh, Christmas I like. And uh, Temkat is uh, epiphany was uh, yesterday and today and a day before yesterday, we celebrate uh, epiphany. Uh, it's the baptism of Jesus Christ. And we celebrated it in Ethiopia in a very, in a big way. Uh, some uh, some of the most beautiful places to be in Temkat is Gondar, one of the places that I was born at. Um, we like it because it's not uh, it's not a, a celebration of uh, eating or getting together, but we get together with uh, people. We go outside, uh, we sing, and we get baptized by people. It's mostly religious practice, and I enjoy seeing people coming out together and praying. Uh, it's uh, it was sort of needed this year because we just. Uh, we were in this uh, war, um, uh, so it's nice to see Ethiopians uh, prevailing uh, after this uncertainty. Um, 
the newses were telling us about uh, how it's going to be a civil war genocide and this and that and so it was a bit scary for a moment there uh, at first you would think um, yeah it's not really gonna be bad but there's always um, things that could go bad when there's a war and I just think um, it's sad to lose people's life and I'm glad it ended and well it will end uh, and I hope uh, our government gets to go back to working and making things better and starting um, to work for people and start uh, yeah to feed people and to give them houses and uh, medication and other important things that we need to be doing for the people and so I'm glad that uh, the war is sort of finished and we get to celebrate them guts all together and for those of you who celebrates um, this holiday I wish you a happy uh, and new year the other news is the Americans have uh, elected Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as their president and vice president. Uh, the Kamala Harris uh, being elected is a, a historical move. I sort of predicted that it could be not because... I don't know, it's like she's the perfect uh, choice for many reasons and... Uh, I knew that they were going to be elected. I didn't know that Donald Trump will have 17 million uh, voters, which is a lot more than uh, he gets the first time around. And after seeing him uh, rule the country for four years, things he has said and things he has done, you would think that people uh, would get over it and uh, it wouldn't matter that much it's sort of becomes a, a blip in history but uh, people actually like the guy and his divisiveness and his racist rhetorics and his disrespect for human beings uh, that are not of his color or his class um would be a reason for people not to care about him. But uh, me and my sister, we were having this conversation and we were like, ah, people are not that smart. They're very, they have a very limited looking at a view, like a view, like to look at things. They're very limited. They don't see beyond themselves. And that's one of the problems we have as a human being the inability to look beyond ourselves. And that has been a problem for many, many years. And it's probably going to be a problem for, yeah, the coming many years. And that's a bit sad for me because I would like for people to empathize and understand what other people might go through and try to fix problems for others or at least to minimize the challenges of others so we can all live an inclusive and uh, a world where no one is left behind. But 
yeah, 70 million, I think, is a lot to be um, invested in voting for this man. Um, the positive thing for me is like to see him going out of his office after four years sends a message that a popularity, uh, a politics based on uh, popular popularity i don't know what they call it like this new thing where people are like oh his ideas are it's like it's not really that new because america first is also like not a new thing it's um started with germany first with the hitler and i'm sure like old people were focused on my country first so it's not that i don't know if a new thing but when you say America first or uh, an ethnic group first, it's uh, saying the other are not. And it creates that the us and them a predicament and that's gonna leave people behind. And the, the person who's told first start acting up that the other ones are second. And we as a human being, we think we are better, especially if we, <laughs> if we're not better in maybe in money or in knowledge or looks we start to believe that we have to be show-offs and we have to um, stand on other people's food to feel important like people who doesn't have importance in their life act more as if they are and they think they could achieve it by uh, neglecting others and mistreating others and so that's the problem the problem of uh, something first is not that the other thing needs first but that implies that other things are second so that was like a mess for four years when the, I'm glad he's gone and it sent a message not only for Americans uh, but also other popular uh, leaders and yeah people think it's only an Europe or an American problem but also we have this in Africa like the Oromo First movement is also one of the problems that um, that we are facing in Ethiopia not that again the Oromo First is not a problem but it shouldn't be an ethnic group first everyone should be first if there is ever a thing called first I don't even know why there needs to be something first, like equal, I understand, better. Um, some other word I understand, but the using the numeral uno is like, I don't get it. I don't get who created that rubbishness. But I think it's not going to stop right away, but we have to be aware that we have to learn from history and other experiences how popularist people don't work for the people they work for themselves and for the few around them and they're actually the ones that are first not the people not the popular not the population that will become first and so i do i like that he's gone i like that kamala harris is elected uh, as an Ethiopian, I know uh, I have like so many inspirational women uh, like queens and leaders that are born in Ethiopia and had made our country great and um, this uh, matriarchal uh, community, as much as it is patriar patriar patriarchal, is that leaders of 
men leaders. But we do have like strong and beautiful women who led wars, for example, like they get I too, who took um, who took uh, soldiers, led them to the north in the Adoa War. She stood in the reservoir. Is that a reservoir? Is that water? The water. So she made the Italian soldiers thirsty for two weeks with no water. And so they gave up. And uh, so there we have women who led wars, women who led the country for centuries. So it's not that surprising to us to see Kamala Harris as a, a, a president because a, a vice president president but for many americans and other nations to see the most powerful women being or looking like them is very important and representation matters and not only the color or i don't know i find it a bit difficult to just say like it's important to see my color on tv but it's not only the color that really matters, but also the energy that people bring, the knowledge that the people bring, the experience that people bring. She came, uh, I'm sure the descendant of slaves, an Indian immigrant, and coming through uh, a systematic racist country uh, and, you know, experiencing whatever um, shit that people go through and to becoming the first vice president and especially in times where people are uh, the country is so divisive and like color plays a big role in many voters place even though they are uh, she is qualified in every word in the every sense of the word but people some like not some but lots of people never see beyond the color or beyond your disability or beyond your sexuality or your um, gender. And so it's very nice to see that uh, women uh, being in power. And I think that's something that will have a very positive effect, uh, not only in America, but in the world. Uh, I think I remember when I was, uh, I think second year in college, like in university, I met, I'm not so sure if it's like Susan Rice or Condoleezza Rice. I think it might not even be the Rices, but just a, a random uh, black woman who was in the American embassy in Ethiopia and we were discussing um, issues that women with disability face in university and I was the student uh, president so I was uh, there as a representative and we were discussing it and I thought it was very brilliant to see her because mostly we face uh, men in position of power and you wouldn't as much as you have like that ambition to be the first, it sometimes is so much better to not be the first, to see someone to look up to and to kind of see where she is and what she's doing and to be better than her or to be like her and to see the possibility. And when you don't see people like you, you don't think, um, yeah, there is a glass ceiling and you don't think that's breakable. But if you see people going 
places you always can aim higher and the more higher you aim the world gets better and we get better representation and better everything and so that's yeah it's a beautiful thing to see a woman being elected to one of the most powerful houses in the world I'm very happy for her and for young girls uh, of all the colors and all the genders and everything to see the possibility and I'm very thankful that there are so many women in the world that are doing just that in every uh, sector of uh, what sector of the world sector of something and everything I'm just happy like be it in art and uh, technology and project leading and managing banks and driving a car <laughs> so yeah i'm very happy it's such a beautiful start of the year i'm going to make uh i'm gonna do my episodes more i i like the direction that i want to take uh it's a bit hard to have interviews one because i'm not used to talking to people on zoom or skype or meeting meet uh i don't know what that technology is maybe i should tell laura to tell me what what is what but uh, i would like to talk to so many people who are very influential in their areas and i want to give them this platform so they can uh, share their experiences with me and at the moment we're not um, promoting the podcast so we probably don't have so much listeners but i would like this podcast to have like a good few Uh, listeners so we can uh, we can we get to influence people's ideas in terms of uh, gender and sexuality and work and uh, yeah there's a lot of gap that needs to be filled uh, and especially in Ethiopia that's what I want this uh, podcast to be heard and I do know that I'm making it in English nowadays but I would like to have more Uh, people that I can talk to from any country so we can do it also in Amharic um, I'm very uh, thankful that we are you know we are holding on uh, COVID was not well still is not an easy thing like we're all staying at home and we're trying to do our part so we can pass it through at times it's uh, frustrating because it doesn't seem to end and every time we think that uh, they're having it under control because we're staying at home but there's lots of people dying and millions are dying and a lot of people are staying at home uh, yeah it's a bit hard for many people to uh, see pass through this time so you might feel hopelessness and Um, the, like keeping up with your mental health and also your physical well-being is very difficult and so yeah we have to soldier on really uh, we had like for for me and like some friends of me who has went through the migration uh, immigration system and where we had to stay in camps and had to wait for our papers we have experienced this um, whatever you guys are experiencing at the moment because of the COVID staying at home. We had experienced it as a people who came from other country and had to wait for papers. And so 
For us, it's kind of like a deja vu and somehow a post-traumatic stress syndrome, kind of like it's a trigger because of the whole staying at home and being alone and not being able to plan for your future. And by the time, like for me, for example, we were excited that we get to start different projects and we have to do this and that and all the plans are halted and we don't have like a clear vision where it's going to end except for trying to be helpful and like to be thankful that we're healthy and at times it gets hard because of the yeah it just gets hard you wake up and you're like oh my god it's the same again um yeah and so yeah we just do we try not for it not to win so so it doesn't trigger depression and it's not an easy thing it's a struggle every day like looking out for words or like conversations that might uh, trigger things and trying to be aware of our breathing and just to not exist but try to do the best that we can do not to be stagnant so yeah I don't know if it's going well or not but for now we're happy it's a new year uh, a new outlook and we're just happy that we are here. Uh, I'm very thankful that you tuned in to this uh, sort of an, a reintroductionary episode. Um, I hope you're well and I hope you're looking after yourself and your mental health. And I hope you're trying to connect with uh, relevant people. relevant in a sense that people who would motivate you and bring light and blessings to your life not create uh, more trauma and not more stress or drag you back Uh, just try to have people uh, in your life that are positive and a beacon of light for your existence I'm glad uh, that you're fine and I'm glad you're here uh, thanks for listening and I hope it's been an okay episode. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, we love you. The world loves you. You matter and everything is going to be okay. And we're thankful that you have been here with us. Have a lovely week and we talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you very much. This has been Theology with Theo. Bye.